Falcon Art presents an X-Ray production. Welcome to Radioactive, broadcasting from the studios of the Falcon Art Building. Radioactive discusses news, culture, and tells compelling stories, bringing a global perspective from the heart of Portland, Oregon, to the world. We interview social change makers, thinkers, builders, and creators, or anyone with a unique and powerful story, giving you a fresh, authentic view of our world and those living in it. Please welcome your host, the iconist, Jamie Mustard, and creative man of the people, Chris Regentine. Welcome to Radioactive on X-Ray FM. I am Jamie Mustard, and joining me in the studio is the maven of Multnomah County, the maker, the builder, the prince of Parkdale, creative force, and man of the people, Chris Regentine. You didn't say May's name when you introduced her. No, I'm, I'm announcing May next. Oh, you said the maven of Multnomah County. That's not me. No, that's it? you, man. <laughs> we are also joined by special guest, our, our, our female host, the female voice of Radioactive, the powerful May Arden. Hello? Hello. Okay, that was powerful. <laughs> All right. Uh, guys, good day, Chris and May. How you doing, man? I'm well. I had a good weekend. We had sunshine, right, last weekend, so that was bit. nice. Yeah. Uh, today we are going to discuss, break down, and even resolve uh, the issues of the day. This is In the News on Radioactive. So today, here's what we're going to discuss. We're going to... Um, we're going to discuss Donald Trump's Twitter reaction to Jay-Z's appearance on Van Jones's CNN show over the weekend. Jay-Z said some things on Van Jones's very progressive show, and uh, the president tweeted about it. So we're going to tell you about that, and we're going to see... Wait, the president has a Twitter account? <laughs> yeah. We're going to see if he uh, agrees with... If we agree with... Uh, the president or Jay's on this one. Um, we are also going to talk about Portugal, the man's somewhat controversial acceptance speech the other night at uh, the Grammys. Last night, yeah. That, or, okay. Sunday night, sorry. Okay, Sunday night. Yeah. yeah. So um, we are going to talk about the Attorney General of New York uh, is investigating a firm that is selling bought and paid for social media followers to stars such as John Laguzamo, Kathy Ireland, and tech guru Michael Dell. It's a lot, that that firm is not the only people doing it, and there's a lot of celebrities that are guilty of it. So we're going to just, we're going to say, okay, what's going and is it wrong? Is, is it a big deal? Uh, we're going to, we're going to discuss and resolve uh, this issue on uh, whether or not we should be able to buy social media followers. Uh, Chris, I already know where you're going to stand on this one. Here we go. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, we're going to uh, hopefully have time to discuss uh, President Trump's approval rating by millennials. It's at an all-time low. And recently, uh, we, it came to light last week that President Trump tried to fire Special Counsel Robert Mueller last June, the person who is investigating him over collusion and ties to Russia, him and his administration and uh uh and the only reason he didn't do it in june this is after he fired comey is because uh 
and the internal White House counsel threatened to quit. So what does it all mean? And uh, so if time permits, we have we're going to we're going to discuss a few more news items. Uh, Oprah said she's no longer uh, running for president. So is that a good thing, a bad thing? Find out today on In the News on Radioactive. Okay, so May, help us out here. Uh, What happened between President Trump and the Secretary of Hip Hop, Jay-Z, over the weekend? Is he the Secretary or is he the President? (laughs) I I thought he was the uh, Minister of Hip Hop. I don't know. Okay, yeah, what happened between these two icons this weekend, May? Uh, Well, in a CNN interview on Saturday... With Van Jones, the rapper Jay-Z commented on President Trump's categorization of African nations as assholes, saying it was, quote, hurtful. On Sunday morning, President Trump responded via Twitter, quote, somebody please inform Jay-Z that because of my policies, black unemployment has just been reported to be at the, all caps, lowest rate ever recorded. According to CNN, the latest unemployment rate for African-Americans is 6.8%, while the rate is 3.7% for white people. Both the African-American rate and the overall rate have steadily declined since 2010. And then on Sunday, CNN reported that Jay-Z responded by saying that Trump's comments expose a larger problem of racism in this country and the way people still talk behind closed doors. Okay, thank you, May. You're (laughs) welcome. Chris, uh, Jay-Z says that even though black employment is up and unemployment is down that does not give the uh people the right uh, the president the right to uh degrade african countries in other words in jay-z's words i'm paraphrasing he said something like you can't uh pay people well and treat people poorly it's not about the money it's about the respect it's oh okay it's all about the respect (laughs) uh so chris does president trump get some credit uh, for a good economy and high black employment. I'm not an economist. I can't really say if it's uh, his doing or not, but I've, I've heard that um, it's completely in no way tied to anything that he's done since he got into office. I haven't read enough you know, in, in depth about it to know for sure, but the, actually the Jay-Z thing, my first reaction to it was, does Jay-Z have an album coming out? Because yeah, I, saw this, I saw this, does he? <laughs> or no, he just had one coming out. He just out. had one. I yeah, think he might be promoting like a tour. Or... Well, I, th- I think he was on the 444 tour and it yeah. didn't do really well in some oh. places, but... It's a good reason, album. It's a good album. It is good. Yeah. yeah. The reason that I, the reason that I, that I said that was because there was some posts on social media that said things like, uh, President Trump releases the first diss track of 2018 aimed at Jay-Z or something like that, you know, because diss tracks in hip hop, it's like. Well, OK, well, forth, well, listen, right? even if you were an economist <laughs> and you said to me, absolutely, President Trump does deserve credit for that or he doesn't deserve credit for that, uh, there would be some economist that would disagree with you. OK, so it would come down to a matter of opinion. I actually have a degree in economics. Do you? Yeah. You should be commenting on Th- this. Thank you. Uh, so I would say that uh, um, we should give President Trump some credit if good things are happening in his administration. I, I think that just ad hominem attacks um, make it so that when he does crazy stuff and you're pointing out that he's doing crazy stuff, if everything he does is bad, then no one's going to take you seriously 
when you are pointing out really specific things that he's doing. I mean, it, it reminds me, you know, during Obama, it didn't matter what he said. I mean, the, the Republicans could he could endorse the sun and the Republicans were going to say, no, the moon. So I think it's important to give some credit where credit may or may not be due. It's under his watch. Let's give him credit. May, what do you think? That seems fair. I'd have to see. Sorry to interrupt you. Something that like illustrates that he's done something. Do we have that information? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I look at it like uh, people should take should, should get some. It's a, it's a matter of perspective. I think people should get some credit for what happens under their watch. I mean, you know, uh, the right after Obama took office, we had the Great Recession. Uh, it almost broke the world. He wasn't necessarily. Wasn't it wasn't necessarily his fault. Uh, did people blame Bush? No, but he had to take responsibility for it. It was put on him, and he still gets even even though it's ridiculous. He still gets blamed for it. So I think that uh, we should give President Trump some credit for uh, Wall Street being at an all time high, black employment being high. Um, that being said. Chris is Trump as in in his own words as he says about himself the least racist person you'll ever meet no I don't think so you don't think so (laughs) (laughs) okay that would be a silly thing to say May uh, do you think that President Trump is the least racist person you'll ever meet not if you got to meet him I think that he is less racist than a lot of people i don't think that he uh goes out of his way to not associate with black people but i don't think he goes out of his way to hang out with black people so i I mean we're talking about a history here chris do you have a viewpoint i'm surprised may after his s-hole comments and us all living in portland oregon that you would that that would be your response but chris do you think with some of the things he said over the past few years during when he was running that uh, he has racist tendencies? He seems very proud of his uh, black employment figures. Yeah, I think that's pretty obvious. Yes. Okay. It's not just it's not just about Trump and black people. It's about Trump and a lot of other minorities or ethnicities, whether it's uh, Hispanics, you know, in his commentary towards yeah, well, if you let's do a quick I mean, account. I think he said a lot of racially charged things during his campaign in order to rally <clears throat> certain demographics. I think at some point it probably crosses over into racism. I think a lot of times when people are being called racist, they can sometimes just be ignorant. They have no experience with diversity, and and I think it's really important to, that racism be defined as a systematic process or a systematic condition. Uh, but I think if you look at Trump, and again, I don't you know, want to get on the, I don't want to bash Trump, not bash Trump. I just want to kind of look at what he's done. I mean, if you look at the the bad hombres comment, and him saying that Mexico's not sending their bests, that they um, are sending rapists and killers and murderers. And I mean, I grew up before I moved to Eugene when I was eleven or twelve years old. I I grew up in downtown Los Angeles in Hispanic neighborhoods or in and around downtown Los Angeles, and I could say. From my experience, that Mexico is sending their best. I've spent a lot of time in Latin America, and I love Latin America. And I think there are th- many things about Latin American culture that are superior to American culture. Okay, good. And, like and the the family values, yeah. the work ethic. So he. So let's talk about the the least racist things. Uh, this the this least racist person we'll ever meet. So this is the guy that said ban hombres. He's the guy that wants to build a wall. Uh, 
I mean, he wants to, uh, he's a birther, so he really promoted for years that President Obama wasn't born in America and should present his birth certificate. He described Haiti and some African countries as asshole countries. In, 1980, in a 1989 rape case, which is called the Central Park Five, he took out a full-page ad uh, asking for New York to reinstate the death penalty. I've seen that, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, in uh, several years uh, later, um, D- DNA exonerated uh, these guys, that these, these boys that were convicted. And uh, in 2014, the New York State had to pay $40 million dollars in compensation, uh, 40, 41 million dollars in compensation. In 2002, another criminal came forward and confessed to the crime. Uh, when recently, when asked about it, uh, Trump still he still stands on it. He still says, uh, um, well, uh, they admitted to it because they were coerced. But but so he still stands by what he did back in 89, even though these people have been completely exonerated uh, through DNA evidence and a separate confession. Um, I would say I know people that are less racist than that. Well, the thing is, is that Trump has this really long history, whether it was in the campaign trail or during his presidency, which is only like, you know, I guess it's two years old now. Uh, anyway. He, Trump, uh, Trump's presidency? Well, yeah, he was elected in the end of 2016. So it's a year, year and a half ish old, right? Yeah. Anyway. Well, the, we just had the one year anniversary of the inauguration. Of the inauguration, yeah. right? But he was elected. In yeah, the yeah, yeah, fall, yeah. Right? yeah. Anyway, so um, he has this long standing history of making outlandish and unsubstantiated statements. So I just view him saying, I'm the least racist person that you know as another unsubstantiated statement. Like he actually doesn't have anything to substantiate that. It's just him talking. May, what is racism? <laughs> uh racism is when you uh discriminate 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 against another person based on their skin color okay so um th- I, okay good okay that's may's answer uh chris what is racism i mean it's any any sort of discrimination towards someone else based on their racial background. So you guys both use the word discrimination. So sometimes people have views. I'm mixed race, okay? And sometimes people will say things to me that are kind of ridiculous that are based on, uh, I mean, I'll be, uh, you know, when I lived in London, if I was in Camden Town and uh, somebody would walk up and try to buy drugs from me because I'm mixed race, right? So do I think that that person is racist no i think that they're ignorant because i think the operative word that you guys used here is discrimination right so you know that being said as far back as uh 1993 uh president trump was uh sued by the justice department for refusing to rent to black people at one of his uh i think one of his new york um Pro, uh, building buildings or uh, properties? property properties yes yeah it's blatantly, so, blatantly awful behavior yeah and and when he's asked about it today i remember uh hillary asked him about it during the campaign uh he said we never admitted guilt <laughs> so that was his excuse so wow. i would say that i know um uh 
some far less racist people than President Trump. Um, uh, but you know, one of the things I think about when I watch the news, cause I'm like, I'm a CNN guy and I'm watching just the constant barrage hitting president Trump. Whenever I say those words together, um, I think to myself, was it like this on Fox news while Obama was president where it was just, it, it was just a daily bashing. And this is just what the other side does to the other side. Is this just kind of, or is Trump a a special animal all to himself? May, what do you think? Uh, I think that he's a special animal all to himself because he uses language that's much more coarse and uh, emotionally, like violently insightful. Okay. Um, Oh, Chris. Oh, yeah. I think that I think that Trump is low hanging fruit in general, but I think that that's that it's also symptomatic of the normal, you know, divide the political divide and bashing the other side. But I mean, he's low hanging fruit because he says so many outlandish things that are so easy to pick apart, you know. And he just sounds like it sounds like Kanye West. He's the he's the presidential version of Kanye West, you know. He's like insecure and raging about things every time that he gets criticized rather than, you know, launching into an intelligent defense. So uh, that's, you're being very critical of uh, Yeezus. I love uh, Ye. Okay, Don't get all me right, wrong. all right. He's misunderstood. So let's resolve this. So we, he's got this history of racial remarks. I mean, he said the whole both sides thing about that. Uh, was it a an anti-Jewish um, group or a white supremacist group when he was saying that there were- White supremacists. He wasn't were, con- he wasn't condemning anybody. He wasn't condoning. Him. He was like, yeah, there's guilt on both sides, right? Yeah, yeah, which is outrageous for another human being to say, let alone for an American president. But we also have um, low uh, black unemployment, uh, and it looks like factually the lowest ever. So, do we give this guy credit under his watch for this? Let's resolve it. May, what's your <clears throat> what's your uh, what's your word on it? Yeah, I think traditionally when you see people cutting regulations economically things are better so i'll give him credit for that wow i can't she just said that on a progressive uh radio station and uh now you know it's a funny thing because i think that you know it kind of goes to right and left right we we get to we're at a point where um those things are starting to not mean anything anymore and that's why he's in office Right. In the sense that people just wanted to tear down the system, because I think there are, to May's point, a lot of liberals that own businesses that don't want to be regulated, where that's traditionally an issue or something where you're a conservative if you are against uh, regulation. So I don't know that that's the reason that there is a higher uh, or higher black employment. I'm sure the stock market being, you know, raging. Does he get credit for that? I mean, a lot of what happens in the stock market is consumer confidence. So I think that he uh, deserves some credit. Chris, what's your final word on this before we move on? I can't say that he deserves credit. I would need to see some kind of uh, metrics that illustrate that he was the one responsible for that increase in employment or increase in the economy, but I haven't seen those. Well, numbers. we disagree, Chris. So I say that he deserves credit because consumer confidence is part of it and we're yeah. moving on. So it's resolved. <laughs> this is in the news on radioactive. So, um, yeah, we, uh, we need to call good things, uh, 
good when they happen. So when he does his crazy things, we don't seem... Uh, we have some... We're not crying wolf. Yeah, we're not crying wolf and we have credibility. If he does something good, say that it's good, okay? So if everything he does is bad, then it's just the... It's just ad hominem attacks uh, destroy the credibility of whoever is delivering them. I will agree with that statement. Okay, good. So moving on, okay? Uh, all right, so uh, next we're going to talk about how uh, Portland Zone... Portugal the man uh, won a Grammy earlier this week uh, and did and said some things in their acceptance speech and did a couple things in acceptance speech that might be considered uh, a little bit controversial. Uh, May, this is in the news on Radioactive. No, May, uh, what happened with Portugal the man at the Grammys earlier this week? Last night, Portland-based music group Portugal the Man won a Grammy for Best Pop Duo slash Group Performance. The bass player, Dan Carruthers, gave a normal-sounding acceptance speech in which he thanked their record label, his parents, their hometowns in Alaska, the indigenous people to Alaska and indigenous people everywhere. They gave a shout-out to the Trailblazers. And just as he was walking away from the mic, he leaned in and said, Hell Satan. Okay, and then, and then right after he said that, or right before he said that, uh, another member of the band uh, was holding the Grammy, and then he took the Grammy, and he proceeded to wipe his butt with it. Okay, I don't know if we can say the A word. Chris, you have a clip, right? Yeah, it's right here. Portland, Alaska, Trailblazers, Mom, Dad, everybody, love you guys. Thank you so much. Hail Satan. For ben- I think anybody saying Hell Satan on the Grammys, you know, is probably a little bit controversial, even for the Grammys. Um, Chris, when we were talking about it before the show, you said that was so Portland. Well, so, <laughs> okay. so, so what did you mean by that? Well, first off, I mean, good job to Portugal, the man. That song has been playing nonstop on the radio. Great and it song. is catchy. Mm. So great work to them. How's it go? Um, I'm not singing. That. Okay, right. you don't want me okay, to ruin sorry. the show okay. by singing right okay. now. I'm not going to ruin the show. Okay. Anyway, um, so so nice work to them. And what what made it Portland for me was that I mean they're they're not from Portland originally. Obviously, you know they gave shout outs to being from Alaska, um, but you know they are from the Pacific Northwest, deep deep Pacific Northwest. But um, so the the Portland mentality is so uh, historically I don't know if it is anymore, but historically the the thing that we get lampooned for on Port- Portlandia is being very non-traditional, very weird, quote-unquote, keep Portland weird, et cetera. Um, and they they kind of, like, use their big, you know, TV appearance opportunity to fly in the face of the Grammys by, you know, sort of defacing the trophy that they had just won. That seems like a decidedly Portland attitude to me. You know? Wow, you've got really strong views about Portland. Well, not necessarily, like, but it's... They thanked Alaska, they thanked... Um, Portland. They think that they, they think they're kind of communities. They think the native tribes from where they're they're from. But but basically, you're saying that there is a pervasive attitude among Portlanders that makes them somewhat cynical. Not necessarily cynical, but but you know, anti big award shows and and that whole machine that operates. You know, because like the Grammys are historically really upsetting in the way that they choose 
um, you know, for instance, Macklemore winning best rap album over Kendrick Lamar a few years ago was an mm. absolute crime and everybody was up in arms about it. And this year, thankfully, Kendrick Lamar won a Grammy for Damn, which was easily the best rap album and one of the best albums regardless of genre Chris, you can almost year. bring any topic back to hip-hop. It's kind of amazing. I know, I love hip-hop. <laughs> but anyway, so, so, I mean, historically, people have been upset at the Grammys for being so racist. Here we are again, right? And And so their defacing of the trophy and clear, like disregard for what they were doing up there you know it just seems like a pretty portland attitude to be like you know what f you man what do you think of at the end i mean i thought it was a really pretty speech because he was trying to thank his community and where he was from Mm -hmm. which you could also say is a very portland thing to do but then Mm -hmm. at the end he as his bandmate was wiping his buttocks with the Grammy, or not literally, but through his trousers, you know, under his trousers, you know, Mm -hmm. faux doing it, Mm -hmm. and he said, Hail Satan. Was that a particularly Portland thing to do? Um, I think so, but I also, I think in Portland, you like to say sometimes that there's no such thing as a bad idea in Portland, Oregon, which is why so many crazy things get made here. And I think, and I wonder how much of it was just like, you know, how so many people thank God and Jesus at award shows. So maybe they were just trying something totally different. I read somewhere that I didn't watch the Grammys. I don't really watch award shows because I hate them for the same reasons that I was just talking about. But I read somewhere that previous to their award, there had been a a slate of um, gospel awards that had just gone out. And so that people speculate (laughs) that he had said that as like an affront to the gospel community there. That's pretty hard. That's kind of horrible, I think. I mean, if you <laughs> listen, <laughs> I mean, I love those guys sound great. I only know that one song. Yeah. Okay. What was it? How does it go, Chris? Not singing. Okay. I can play all right, it. For so, you. No, it's all right. So I only know that one song, but but it's, it's that, that song is amazing and the video is really good. cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember one year, Rosie O'Donnell, um, you know, people get up at the Grammys and a, and a lot of people, thank God, right? There's a, uh, so. She was hosting the Grammys one year and she kind of, because it's almost a, a Grammy cliche, you know, she said, listen, uh, everybody um, doesn't need to thank God tonight. We thanked him. So I, I can't totally remember what it was. I'm kind of paraphrasing, <laughs> but we thanked him before the show. He gets it. You don't have to go and do it. Right. That's such a Rosie O'Donnell thing. I know. And it just, she got destroyed for it. So I don't think that, uh, you know, mocking people's, uh, yeah, the Hail Satan thing. So what's worse, uh, May, uh, saying Hail Satan or um, uh, pretending to wipe your buttocks with a Grammy Award? Mm. I think wiping the grammy award wow okay okay chris what's worse yeah uh i I think (laughs) i think i guess i guess i feel bad for the people that may have been offended by him saying hail satan but um i think the uh, gesture with the grammy award is delicious i think that's i think that's an amazing thing to do to be standing up there to have just won this award you've never been up on this stage before in front of a national audience and to deface the award so openly to me that's i respect that I'm yeah like, i i agree i think amazing. the hell satan thing if there's a lot of like 
there's a lot of people thanking God at the Grammys. It's probably sure. not the most sensitive thing to do, right? Um, short of, you know, shouting Alu Akbar from the crowd. Right. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I think that the- Which is officially what I'm going to do if I ever okay. win a Grammy. Okay. <laughs> probably not going to happen. Okay, but Maybe. no, but, 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 the, but the, the wiping, I think, is uh, Portland- in the best possible way, because I, when you it's think like kind of punk rock, I guess. Yeah, when you think it's about it, the even what even what Kanye got in trouble for was that the Grammys or the whole Taylor Swift thing, or was that a video award? That was the music music video. Award. I can't remember which, but Beyonce yeah. should have won the music video award or something like that. I think it was the. I, I think it was the MTV Music Video okay. Awards. Okay. Sure. I mean, I think that there are these things are very political, and that these award shows are a joke. I mean, really, why do these award shows? even really exists marketing when you think yeah exactly it's about so you can say businessmen it's about clever businessmen trying to increase the value of their product it's not a celebration of artists so to mock that and to put it in perspective i think it was a brilliant rocker thing to do and i'm glad that a a rocker from portland did it but i do think that uh, um, Portland, Portland does tend to be a little kind of not overly ambitious in its, it's, it's not cool to be into yourself or to be, you know, kind of try to get too big. Right. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. And, and we don't always have the best sense of humor about ourselves. Uh, so, uh, I thought that that was a piece of genius. Okay, Um, so this is in the news on Radioactive. We're going to uh, take a quick break and talk about, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about celebrities buying social media followers and whether this is ethical, a good thing, a bad thing, does it matter, what does it all mean? And uh, Trump uh, attempting to fire Uh, special counsel Robert Mueller, the guy in charge of the Russia investigation, the person investigating him and his administration last June. Uh, What does that mean? Uh, What is this saying about our world? We'll be right back. This is Radioactive. Welcome back to Radioactive. I am Jimmy Mustard with the creator, Chris Regentine, and special guest host, the powerful May Arden. Okay, welcome back, guys. How you feeling? I feel great, man. All right, cool. May. Uh-huh. A big story broke Mm-mm. last week uh, that celebrities are buying followers... And that the uh, 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 they're spying social media followers by the hundreds of thousands, if not millions. And actually, there's a the the New York State Attorney General is um, uh, investigating a firm that has been offering these services. So, what's the story? On Saturday, the New York Times reported that the New York Attorney General. Eric T. Schneiderman 
has opened an investigation into a company that sold millions of fake followers on social media platforms, some of them copying real users' personal information. The company is called Devumi, and while it claims to be based in New York City, it appears to be based in Florida. Um, It's common practice for celebrities to buy social media followers. Among them include President Trump, Rihanna, Katy Perry, Justin Bieber, Akon, Sean Puffy Combs, and Shakira, along with a number of business entrepreneurs, politicians, and other public figures. Okay, so I'm a little confused here. So I'm a little confused here. So it's legal to buy followers... But and the reason these guys are getting in trouble is because they're fake followers. They're well, they're copying like existing social media profiles and replicating them and selling them. With with minor changes to the details in order to not get busted as being fake. Okay, so but it's okay to buy followers in general. Well That's so fine. so here's the thing. There are no laws that I that I know of that govern whether or not you can purchase social media followers and there's actually no laws that govern whether or not you can set up Replicate. fake social mm-hmm. media accounts and things mm-hmm. like that. I don't think that there are really any laws governing it. There are some potential identity theft and identity fraud things here. But um but the the thing is that it's a violation of social media platforms terms of services to to be doing this. However, this is where this conversation gets really interesting to me. Social media platforms benefit through post engagement and number of users. So, having legions of, you know, millions of fake accounts that are engaging with posts is actually beneficial to the platforms in the end, which is why there's this interesting sort of conflict of interest with the social media platforms taking a stance against them but not actually doing anything that strongly about it. Okay, so what I don't understand is what's the benefit to the star if to have a, you know, 500,000 of their followers, a million of their followers not be real people. So, how social media works and I know that you're not on social media really. I mean, you're on Facebook a little bit, right? Is that social media? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I, yeah. I mean, I'm not. There. I'm not living on on social media. I yeah. think I find uh, I I just end up making fun of my friends with it. I yeah. and reading and watching cat videos. So it has all it's productive not, things. Yeah, but it, you know, I it's nice when I want to reach out to someone that lives in another city or something yeah. I haven't seen in a while, and I want to wish somebody happy birthday. But so uh, I I use Instagram a lot, probably too much. I use Instagram a lot. I don't use Twitter. I have a Twitter account that I haven't really used, and I don't use Facebook much either. But the way that social media works is the algorithms favor posts and posters, you know, people that are posting things that have lots of engagement from other people. So let's say that you are Kim Kardashian and you're posting stuff about your life and it gets a lot of likes and a lot of comments and a lot of reposts. Okay, but you're not going to get that if most of them are fake. So no, what's, no, your, no, no. what's the point so here? So follow me here. Okay. Your, your stuff is getting a lot of engagement and getting a lot of interaction. That automatically drives your posts up in the uh, the algorithm so that other people will see it more. And the other people seeing it more means more people see it more. And that's how you get these people to have 8 million followers and whatever. Now, these new bot accounts that this company and other companies are selling actually will comment. If you ever are scrolling through comments and you see an account that says like 3.mpa or something like that, some really <laughs> weird name, and the comments in Arabic with a couple of emojis, that is a bot posting a comment. So that the bot likes that post and then comments on the post in like Arabic or just says, great feed or love your content. 
and then moves on to another post and does that. And these bots do that all day long. And what you end up with is fake engagement. The fake engagement drives up the real, real engagement. Okay, so. So a great example of this is this uh, star of, um, of uh, Sons of Anarchy. And I don't really follow that show, so I got to look at the dude. Well, it's not on anymore. His name is Charlie Hunnam. Is the main lead guy? I don't think it was Charlie Hunnam. It was um, it was Ryan Hurst, who's on um, who's on Sons of Anarchy. Okay. Was outed in this. In my favorite thing about it is all the people that have been outed, like John Leguizamo and things like that. Who <laughs> but he probably followers. okay, okay. But yeah, I mean, maybe but his, he may not have known his that representation were, might have done it. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, don't know sure. that John Leguizamo PR. is sitting like <laughs> maniacally. Yeah, he's in, like, I'm buying a million followers. He's on the streets of Queens. Like, how am I gonna? You know, I'm gonna. How can I get him over? I mean, yeah. he's kind of a popular guy. Sure, so. he is. All right. I remember watching his movies in the yeah. '90s. Anyway, yeah. so Ryan Hurst, this guy from Sons of Anarchy, has a he had at one point a million followers. And this New York Times piece outed him as having 750,000 bot accounts following him. Three quarters of his engagement and his post, his, um, his social media reach was fake. Wow. And why this is important is because a lot of people nowadays, these uh, quote unquote influencers, this is the new word in advertising. If you're an influencer, you're a person who has a life that you make look really cool on social media. You take pictures of yourself in bikinis and whatever, and then you sell skincare products, right? That's, that's being an influencer. Okay. So right. these influencers, how much they get paid is determined by their reach. So if you're Kim Kardashian and you have 8.5 million followers or however many she has, she gets paid a lot of money because a single post reaches a lot of people. If you are some white girl who's a lower level version of Kim Kardashian and you take selfies on the beach all day and then you say, oh, every time I'm in Bermuda, I use this sunscreen, you know, you get paid a lot less money if you have 15,000 followers. But if you have 300,000 followers, you can demand more money. And they, these So in that way, it's criminal. Okay, so what about... What about if you're so this uh, this investigation that's going on in New York is is fake followers. What if I'm just a celebrity? I've got twelve thousand followers, and I can spend uh, twenty thousand dollars and get and buy myself a million followers. I'm mean, just making up numbers. Is that morally wrong? To um, you? If if I think if it's if it's a real if it's a, a real if you're actually building like I mean, if you're buying reach, if you're buying real followers and not yeah. fake followers because it sounds like a lot of people like Trump and Rihanna buy real followers right okay yes and no okay so okay. I saw a Vice article that debunked a lot of that okay but can is it okay so is it wrong Chris in your opinion to buy real followers um, I I believe that it's not if they are real followers but that's suggesting that it is possible okay but i thought but no but i thought it was it came out that trump was buying real followers it didn't stop him from being elected it, it's not a is it it's not illegal i thought isn't that a known thing there are ways that you can uh, sponsor your posts so that people see them more frequently or you can pay companies to manage your account to reach out to people and engage with them to get them to follow you and things like that but you can't actually pay real people to follow accounts. Okay, so the, so when we're talking about people with all these fake followers, we're talking about bot fake followers. Bots, not they're real. not they're not buying real people. They're, they're so May, what what do you think? Do you think it's wrong to uh, try to buy followers on social media? No. You don't think it's wrong? Um I mean, it's kind of disappointing. Really? Cuz I would do it personally. I kind of think, you know, if I could go out there and I had the dough and I could buy a bunch of followers and that would help me, that I would want to do that if I could. And you're kind of doing it anyway 
when you're paying all these like community manager social media companies to find all sorts of interesting ways to build build your account by sponsoring ads and stuff like that. I mean, it like, kind of reminds me a little bit of performance enhancing drugs a little bit. Okay. All right. Okay. That's your analogy. I mean, the Kardashians, uh, to your point, Chris, are their followers are organic, right? They all we all admit they probably have the most one of the largest, if not the largest, organic following in the world. I'm sure Kim Kardashian has more Twitter followers than anyone else alive. But I think as uh, he was saying is like earlier in her career, maybe she was buying followers that then pushed her. Well, I don't know that the technology was there yet. I think she's legit and organic. Uh, so no. this okay, been around for a bit. So yeah. that the fact that Kish, the majority of Kim Kardashian's or the Kardashian's followers are legit. Does that make them? Are they legit, Chris? I mean, I don't know. I I read this article and I immediately started looking at some accounts of people that I know that went from like two thousand followers to like sixteen thousand in the course of a year, and started to see bot posts and comments and things like that on their stuff. And you can actually go in if you can access their account and graph the New York Times piece, which is a beautiful, beautiful article, and you should read it if you haven't read it yet. It has amazing metrics and really great design. But it graphs these like users and how they, over time, you can see how much engagement they're giving individuals. And that just goes to show that like they're getting all their engagement from fake people. But so to go back to this, you know, there, I'm going to take this to a really dark place, and I apologize. Okay, case, then we're moving on. Okay. Rashid Jamal, who we both know. I'm bringing You're bringing this, this back, bringing to this back to hip-hop again. All right. Rashid Jamal over the weekend had a social media post. Um, and He's this, a well-known rapper in Portland. Portland rapper, yeah. Okay. So he had a social media post. Good friend of mine as well. Social media post, and he said, he said uh, this New York Times article just came out, and it's exposing these people, you know, manipulating social media and whatever. And then he said, in the meantime, we have young people that are um, interacting with social media really negatively in various ways and committing suicide over it, whether it's cyberbullying or whatever. So like social media is reaching this unhealthy level. That yeah, but what does that have to do with people buying followers? Because you're comparing yourself. It's kind of like airbrushing in magazines, right? Ah, you're comparing because yourself yeah. to this impossible standard. So exactly. people are buying these followers, creating this pumped up view of reality in terms of popularity. Mm -hmm. right. And that's making people... Feeling inferior and, and impressed. Yeah. FOMO. Yeah. Okay. Missing out. Okay. I, I think that people should be, we should be, obviously all of us should be looking at social media and know that uh, people only present the best in themselves. Like they don't show themselves going to the bathroom on the toilet. So when you watch social media, you should be looking at it with a grain of salt. You obviously that, haven't watched my Instagram. Okay. <laughs> that, that being said. Wait, so I got a point to this. Okay. Though. We got to resolve this. We got to right. move on, Chris. So I'm ready to move okay. on. But really quickly, one more point. You, you're saying this as an adult and you've had a very full life of education and, and understanding social media is now being presented to the youngest generation. I'm talking about kids that are like six, seven years old mm -hmm. and they are coming up on social media. They're getting educated by it. Yeah. But I think weird what's, ways, but what I think is killing them or, you know, hurting them is the constant people putting this kind of image of themselves up that's only the best of themselves. And then it's, it's human nature to compare ourselves to that image, right? And that's what's doing that. That The number of followers and the number of likes is not the most prominent part. So my view is that if you can find a way, like I find social media in general, in general to be completely manipulative. Case in point, I don't find people putting the best of themselves up any more or less manipulative 
than buying followers. I think both those things are manipulative. I think it is the nature of social media. And I would say, go ahead and buy them, okay? If you want to make a comment and tell us what you think about people um, uh, buying social media, send us a message on talkradioactive.com. But yeah, so go ahead, buy them. Resolved, guys? We agree? Yeah, I don't agree. I think it's, I think <laughs> okay. it's wrong to buy social media followers. But okay, yeah. May buy them, don't buy them. Buy them. Okay, this is in the news on Radioactive. All right, May. So uh, next story: What is up with President Trump? <laughs> I can, every time I say it, or even hear it, I never get used to it. Attempting to fire uh, the guy investigating him. Is it Mueller? Is that Robert Mueller? Yeah. He tried to fire him last June. Uh, and uh, we're at a point where there was also a recent article saying that uh, Trump has his lowest approval rating uh, uh, with millennials. 63% of millennials, I think, don't like Trump. Yeah, let me talk um, about that. So, yeah, let's see. Let's talk about uh, um, him firing Robert Mueller. And the only reason him not doing it was because his 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 counsel threatened to quit and tie that to his low approval rating with uh, 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 millennials and see if we can tie that together. And remember uh, that we're not bashing Trump. We're just looking at this stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. So, May, what do you got? Today, Newsweek reported that in a recent survey, 63% of millennials aged 18 to 34 said they disapprove of President Trump putting his approval rating with millennials at an all-time low. Nearly two-thirds of those surveyed, another 63%, said the country is, quote, off on the wrong track. Another 18% said the U.S. is, quote, generally headed in the right direction. And another 18% they, quote, weren't sure. The poll was conducted between January 3rd and 16th. It was sponsored by NBC and administered by Gen Forward, a research firm based in Chicago and dedicated to understanding the challenges and opportunities faced by young people of color in the contemporary United States. I love that there's people out there that are not sure. Like, how do you feel about the guy? Uh, I don't yeah. know. What do you Give him some time. <laughs> so, Chris, uh, you don't like Trump uh, because of your millennial sense of entitlement, correct? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Do I go across? Okay. okay. So I, I'm sure his <laughs> shenanigans in the White House have a lot to do uh, with, uh, you know, his he's kind of, I don't think there's ever been uh, any, I can't think of too many people that talk in such a crass, socially obnoxious, socially repugnant, and socially repulsive way. So it's almost like when he does something good, it's kind of hard to see, right? So, um What's the story with him trying to fire um, Mueller, who's investigating him for collusion with his administration, with for uh, collusion with uh, Russia? What what the, how that came out? That was came to light this week. He tried to do that last June, right? Yeah, on May seventeenth, twenty seventeen, Robert Mueller was appointed to serve as special counselor for the United States Department of Justice. Special counsel is a lawyer appointed to investigate and potentially prosecute a particular case of suspected wrongdoing for which a conflict of interest exists for the usual prosecuting authority. In this capacity, Mueller oversees the investigation into, quote, any links and or coordination between Russian government and individuals associated with the campaign of President Trump and any matters that arose or may arise directly from the investigation. Just came out that President Trump tried to have Mueller fired 
but that the Security Council threatened to quit if Mueller was fired. So Chris, um, he already fired Comey because Comey was uh, potentially going to investigating him. Okay, or was investigating him or those close to him. And then he was going to try and do it again to Mueller. And when his counsel threatened to quit and he didn't do it. So when there's smoke, is there fire? Is there a pattern here? And is it just that none of us would like someone to investigate us, whether we did something or not? Or does it say something about his guilt? And is that why his approval rating is so is so low? Chris? I think it's, I mean, it's yeah, multifaceted. His approval, approval rating with millennials is probably low because he is a crass person who makes himself very hard to like. I mean, yeah, I, I think that at least me, I don't know about any other millennials. I don't really identify with millennial generation, but I, <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I definitely wish that we had a, a leader who spoke eloquently and thoughtfully and presented himself. Okay, but answer my man. question. Do you think it coming out that he tried to fire Buller after firing Comey, the second person investigating him, investigating family members of his, uh, that there's smoke, when there's smoke, there's fire. Do you think that someone, that he would only be doing that if he had something to hide? Chris? Mm, no, I think that he's just a reactionary person. Um, I think that we have court of law for a reason, and you know he's, he's not guilty until he's proven guilty. Um, I will say this. There was a really interesting interview on ABC. We're not in a court of law. We're on the radio. So There's an interesting interview on ABC with Ken Starr, okay. who was investigating Bill Clinton in okay. the 90s. And he said- You going to tie this Ken, to hip hop? Nope. Okay. Is he- <laughs> I wish Ken I could. Bill Clinton. That's yeah, th- is Ken Starr a rapper? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. for sure. All right. So Ken Starr, who in- investigated Bill Clinton, um, was on ABC, and he stated uh, in this interview that- uh, Donald Trump has the authority to fire Mueller. You can have the authority, but to me, to fire two people, even if you didn't go through with the second one, that are trying to investigate you, um, you had you didn't see Bill Clinton trying to do stuff like that. I don't think you've ever seen any president in history try to do something like that. So for me, um, it looks awful fishy, and I probably believe that where there's smoke, there's fire, and that there's something duplicitous about that. Uh, but Chris, can you say can you say anything nice? about president trump can i say anything nice about president trump yeah okay that's the answer for chris may <laughs> can you anything. say anything nice about president trump not no right, i'm gonna say something nice about trump because again i don't think it's good i think that if you're that we need to not give ad hominem attacks to be credible okay so one thing you could say is uh no matter what you think of his family, I mean, he's a family man. I mean, these guys circle the wagons. They stick with him. Um, you see a lot of wealthy kids in New York and Los Angeles that go bad. They're they, they, These trust fund kids, these rich kids, have all sorts of issues with uh, drugs and spinning off the planet from what having a, you know, what tr- what being a trust fund baby does to you. These kids all seemingly work and they're all loyal. I mean, they all circle the wagons around this guy. So I will say I can admire him for uh, having this family that is tight and, and, and protects him. I mean, there's something I can admire that about the guy. There is a, a great parallel there. Do you know who else has family ties that are very tight and, uh, 
I mean, the you're going to La Cosa Nostra. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> mafia. Wow, wow. Okay, you know, it's so funny. Uh, Bill Maher had the so, most- So, oh, now you're defending the mafia, huh? Okay, cool. okay, great. Bill Maher had the most amazing joke last week where uh, he talked about um, uh, Trump's alleged affair with this hush money that was paid to this porn star, Stormy Daniels. And then he said uh, um, he refused to wear a condom unless- Mexico was going to pay for it, <laughs> which I thought was kind of amazing. So, yeah. So, Chris uh, or May, has there ever been anything like this guy that you know in public office? Um, no, I mean, maybe, yeah, like maybe in history, not in recent history that I know of. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, okay. Well, you're kind of, you're a history buff. How about in, in any historical context? Has there ever been kind of a uh, crazy tyrant or just a um, somebody that was really kind of rogue in their way of doing things in modern political history? And part of it's the time we live in. I mean, what I would have never guessed that a reality TV star could ever the guy from The Apprentice could be president of the United States and that the guy could be going um, just using like a, he's like a his twitter account is like a a fire hose out of control right so he's done that but may is that partly just a product of the time we're living in? i mean i mean if you look at obama he was the first kind of internet president where he raised tens of millions of dollars with people given 50 bucks using social media and the internet he was the first person to figure it out is this the next stage where a president can say, you know what, I don't care what the media is saying. I'm going to use this device that goes directly to the people and uh, make my case. It kind of seems like he has capitalized on the reality TV um, trend. And if you think about the trend of cinema or opera, because I have a background in opera, opera went from being very grandiose to something that was called verismo, where it became more realistic. And so it seems like in any uh, creative venture, the the trajectory is to go from affected to less affected into a more cinema verite. Okay, so what's your point? So I feel like he is capitalizing on that trend in order to... He's kind of capitalizing... Well, we're, we're changing cultural in terms of having Twitter as a legitimate means of conveying information and at its own legitimate media institution meaning if if he was doing it with more economy more careful more temperance but he was still coming out and saying the media's bs here's what's really going on i think that if it was a a president that showed a lot of thoughtfulness and temperance that they would they would they would get hammered like that that he's almost he's so out there that people just kind of just expect the next thing to be outrageous. So I, I think that it is a cultural shift and he's just gone way too far with it. But I think that even if he was being temperate with it, he'd be getting hammered for it. Well, and there's also the the thing of like drama selling, right? Drama sells stuff. People love drama. And he is a dramatic person. He attracts a lot of attention through drama. That's the reason. At Are the you top saying of the show, that as a compliment? No. Okay. That, that's the reason that at the top of the show, you were talking about Jay Z, and I was like, 
Does Jay Z have an album coming out because he's beefing with President Trump? You know, it's like that's what Eminem did to to launch his do, new do album. Do you legitimately believe that Jay Z? Well, first of all, I don't expect I don't always expect the president to respond to the comments that the Secretary of Hip Hop makes, but in this case, he did. How could Jay Z know? He's on a he's on CNN saying something. One of a hundred celebrities that have commented on S.O.L. countries. Um, how could Jay Z possibly know that the president would be watching CNN that night? You know, lose it and he's got a lot of reach. Jay Z's got a lot of reach. He had to have known. So you, so you think, I'm you think he was doing that? Happened. You think that Jay Z is going on Van Jones and trying to be humanistic in a way, saying, "Hey, it's not cool uh, to pay people to even if we're, if black people are doing really well in America to talk horribly about them or horribly about their origins." Um, uh, it's that Jay Z was only doing that so that he could promote his record, or that was the reason he was out there. It's not necessarily what I'm saying, but I had well, to say it so I could bring this conversation back to him. So, what are you saying? <laughs> okay, I'm just cynically saying that that drama sells and that you know beefing with people attracts attention, and that is what President Trump does. He beefs with people all the time, and people keep staring at him. As a result, I think Jay Z used it as an opportunity to talk about racism and comment on how. Yeah, I'm not that cynical about what Jay Z said. <laughs> okay, this is in the news on Radioactive. Uh, May anything else in the news, or should this? Should we wrap it up here? Uh, I just want to say really quick, Rose McGowan's expose is coming out, mm-hmm. and it's called Brave, and I'm reading the review of it in the New York Times. It looks pretty amazing. So I'm looking forward to getting that. Wow. Okay. All right. I'm not. I don't even want to touch that. Uh, Chris, we're gonna, before we sign off. Any any last final thoughts? I think uh, I think we've covered it all. This has been radioactive on X-ray FM. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, May. Thank you, Will, for helping produce us today. We will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>